Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Booze Boys and Bucks. I know, shocking. I'm actually posting two weeks in a row, which never happens. Very nicely, um, I did have a week break from regular life in a way, which I'll get into in a different podcast. But I am taking this week to pre record. A lot of podcasts that I have planned and never have time to record. So it's been really nice um, having a little break from life. And it's also been really interesting because I take so many little notes on my phone of things I want to talk about on the podcast, like just thoughts I have or quotes that I read or like movie lines that get me thinking, like stories, even other podcasts that I listen to. It just, I just write everything down on my notes app and I have so many notes in there. Like sometimes I'll write full-blown passages and I think I've previously probably shared a passage with you guys in a previous um, podcast, but I digress. Um, Just really cool to go through those. And um, sometimes I don't remember where I got them from. So even when I was planning what I was going to say today, which I don't do a lot of planning, I just write out like quotes and like bullet points of things I have thought of. And I refer to those if I forget what I'm talking about because I do get very distracted and tend to ramble. But some of these, I have no idea where I got it from. And I was like, wow, that is a great analogy. And I was sitting here wondering if that was my analogy or if I (laughs) took it from someone else. Um, So if any of these ideas aren't strictly mine, I'm not claiming that they are. They just got me thinking about a broader topic that I wanted to talk about. Um, And I think these analogies are mine. But with that said... I also have a semi-photographic memory, so I used to get in trouble in college all the time because my friends would always come to me with their essays, and they would be like, Anna, can you read this and edit it for me? Because I've always done really well in essay writing. And then sometimes I apparently would steal passages from their essays without even knowing like not necessarily word for word or like really close to whatever they said for a different essay, a completely different topic, right? Um, but it would still get flagged on Turnitin. And I was a newspaper and online journalism major. And I remember having to go to my professor who also happened to be the dean of the school. And she was like, I just like noticed these. And she told me, she was like, I know it's not plagiarism because these are completely different topics. But she was just like, it's just weird. Like, how does this happen? And I had to explain to her, I was like, listen, like when I can tell you exactly what point of the page that like some of these passages are, but others, they just get stored in the back of my brain and they come out exactly the same. So just a little issue I've had my whole life. Um, it's very positive sometimes when you're trying to memorize things for a test. Um, I always did really great in biology in high school because I can memorize all the names and definitions. But it's also frustrating because sometimes I'll remember the exact page number that that answer was in 
where on the page it is if it's like bottom right corner and I can visualize the page but I can't read what's in it it's very frustrating um but also very helpful so I've tried to stay positive on that little thing that my brain does I think we all have little talents that we have that can be frustrating at times and that's just mine but today what I wanted to talk about is as we head into this lovely holiday season, which is a little bit different than everything else we've had in the past, there's been a lot of, you know, when you hit the holiday season, everyone's talking about cuffing season and people are starting to get into relationships. I think especially now that to be true because we did have kind of the world open up a little bit in the summer And now as it's closing off, people can't really do things. You can't go out. You can't meet people. And I would say even some people when this pandemic started, they were kind of seeing someone. And then because they can't see anyone else, now they're seeing that person all the time. And then they end up dating. Um, But there's just been a lot of people. And I think we've seen this with the pandemic is people in relationships that now started to spend an absurd amount of time together and then it didn't work out and they feel stuck in that relationship. A lot of people that have gotten into relationships from this whole thing out of convenience. And then you have a lot of people that like their relationships were progressed anyway and this just kind of sped it up. Um, you have the other side of the coin, people who wanted to get married and now kind of can't because they do want their wedding and that gets pushed back a year. So there's just several different types of love and relationships that have stemmed from the current situation that the world is in. And I'm sure for most single people like me, it's definitely taken a toll in terms of meeting people. I've talked to a lot of my friends that feel like, oh, this is actually terrible because I never get to meet people anymore. I feel like I'm wasting a year out of my 20s and not meeting anyone. And I think that goes for both like friends and like romantic relationships. Um, And it's just, it's difficult. And then you have people on apps more and... I personally just am not a huge fan of the apps. I think more power to you because I do know a lot of people who have met their boyfriend on apps. I know people have gotten married because they met in apps. That's just not for me. Like I could never walk down an aisle knowing I met that person on an app. And I have, it's funny because I have no judgment to other people. Like, I don't even think my friends that are in relationships that met in apps, I don't even think about that when I think of them. Like, I don't think about how they met. Um, and it doesn't cross my mind. But for myself, I, I just really cannot. I feel like it's, it's just not part of who I am. I'm very organic in the way that I live my life. And I'm also, I can talk to a wall, so I've never had real issues meeting people. So I think that's kind of what drives it is I need to, I also need to like be your friend before I date you. Like I need to know you. And I used to say something when I was younger 
I said that I would never actually date some and someone, be their girlfriend, um, unless I was in love with them. Which is a weird concept because I feel like people start dating and then the I, the saying I love you is like so serious and it takes a while after you've been dating. I'm kind of like, I don't want to date you until I feel that way about you. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about today because I think, as I said, a lot of good things have come into the dating world from the whole situation of the world but there's also those people that are just craving relationships. And I think there's just a misconception, especially nowadays, around what is love and what it means to be in love um, and how much effort should you put in. And so many people saying, oh, love should be easy. If it's hard, it's not meant to be. And then you have other people that say, well, like you have to be able to stick through the hard times if you really love them. So it's difficult to wrap your mind around um, what it is, right? And people see it in different ways. People have different opinions about it. And I think end of the day, the opinion that matters the most is your own. And I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. I was like, my relationship with whoever it is, and I think what friends is a little different, but when you're talking about a romantic relationship, that is my relationship with that person. And I think especially girls, like I can't speak to guys as much, but I think girls tend to go and ask their friend's opinion. Like, oh, he did this. What do you think? Right? Because you want that validation. You want to make sure you're not making a mistake, especially when you're young and there's immaturity on both sides. I'm not going to sit here and say that the immaturity is only on one side because I have plenty of friends that talk about all this immature shit their boyfriend does and vice versa. Like guy friends who talk about immature shit their girlfriend does. And I'm like, you're also being extremely immature. And I'm the worst person to talk about this because I'm so straight up with all my friends when they are being assholes and when they're being unreasonable. Um, So I think it's just, it's tough because you're trying to figure this all out and figure out what works for you and you're getting all these second opinions. But in the end of the day, the relationship is yours and that person Like, I don't think anyone's dating to break up, or I would hope not. And actually, the way I think about relationships, right? So I was comparing it to food the other day. And this is the analogy that I'm not sure if it's mine, because I don't remember. But I think it is. I don't remember hearing it anywhere else. But I think there's various different types of relationships. I think some people stick to a relationship that it's kind of like a tapas restaurant where you're eating a bunch of different things and trying a bunch of different things. And then at the end of the day, you're satisfied, but like there's always that dish that you liked the most, but you didn't have enough of it. And I think that's what it is. Like some people stick to these bite-sized relationships where you get a connection, you 
really get to know that person very quickly and then you're on to the next thing and you're dating multiple people at the same time. There's that one person that you like more, but you're not getting everything you want from that person because you're not also giving everything you have to that person. And then I think there's people that have appetizer relationships which are really good relationships, but they don't get over there all. You get something out of that relationship, but once it's over, it's like you're still hungry. You're kind of down the next day because you didn't eat enough, so you're still hungry the next day. And even if you do end up with that person, you're kind of looking forward to the now what. And I think those are the relationships that you get into with people that you know it's not going to work out. You know you don't actually like them, but it's comfortable and convenient and it fills the need that you need today and you'll deal with that tomorrow kind of situation. And then I think there's obviously what I like to think is what every relationship a person should be in, which is a whole meal. And... <laughs> You, those people are hard to come along and those relationships are hard to come along, but it's that person that you just feel complete, completely fulfilled in. And it takes time because you got to have the five course dinner. And the way I think about it is like, you're not going to be hungry for a full meal if you're out there eating tapas at tapas restaurants. You're not going to be hungry for the full meal if you just had an appetizer, Um, and that's what I just think people get wrong is they think, yeah, if I, and I'm not saying I'm right. Um, it's just, I think like you're having all these tiny little relationships or these relationships that you know, aren't for you. They're just convenient because they're right in front of you, like an appetizer. And then when the real thing comes along, you're just not hungry for it and you pass on to it and you miss out on a great thing. And I think it's so important for people to be able to be single and be alone and really create that hunger for a full meal, for a real relationship. Like you have to be alone. You get to know yourself. You know exactly how hungry you are um, and exactly what type of food you need. And it's just, I think a lot of people don't go through that process. They just get stuck on all these little tapas relationships or they get stuck in like, this one very convenient relationship because it's right in front of you and they don't really take the time to think about what they want and how much they want um, out of someone. It's just like how I was thinking of it was the best way I can think of it. It's, it's food um, because fu- food is fuel and I think love is fuel as well. It fuels your life in a different way and it keeps you going, or at least it should. But I also think when you find that person, it's so important to remember that life isn't perfect. Um, and I think especially nowadays that we're so used to, with the click of a button, you're able to swipe left or right or find someone else. And with the click of a button, you turn things on and off. It's so easy to do that with a relationship because that's what you grew up doing. It's just easy. And when something bad happens, people don't want to stick through it or 
they fall into the trap of, hey, if it's hard, it shouldn't be worth it. But I think with every relationship, not just your romantic relationships, I read this quote that I thought was really touching. And it says, it's important to try to mend the things that you love rather than automatically trying to replace them. And that falls back into if it's something you really love and it's not just a relationship out of convenience or because you're bored, then you should try to mend whatever situation you run into instead of just going ahead and replacing them. I think if you're doing that, it says a lot about it. Um, And another quote that I read kind of related to that was, it was by a psychology professor And he said, if you are in love with someone, you won't be interested in someone else. If you are, you aren't in love. And people can agree and disagree with it. I personally do agree with it. And I mean, I've, to be quite frank, I've only been in love once. But when I was, there was just no one else there. Like, I would go to the bars with my friends and... I had zero interest in even looking at another guy. (laughs) Like he could be Brad Pitt or Ryan Gosling and I had zero interest. (laughs) Like it probably would have turned them down and not even flirted back, which is very weird to me because I have such a flirty personality, which tends to be a problem because I'm not necessarily flirting with people most of the time. I'm just being friendly and it comes off to guys, especially so flirty. Um, And people read into it and it becomes messy, but it's just my personality. I can talk to a freaking wall. I mean, I have this podcast fully by myself and I sit here and talk about my life and my thoughts for 30, 40 minutes um, and I don't get sick of it and I always have more to say. So I think those are just things to think about when you're in a relationship. It's just, I see so many of my friends and toxic relationships and in relationships that you know aren't good for them or for the other person. And I see that mostly because those are the friends that come to me for advice the most. The friends that I have that are in healthy relationships rarely come to me for advice because they don't feel the need to share whatever is going on between them and the other person that they're working on. It's a speed bump that they've hit and they're working on it on their own and they don't need anyone's outside opinion influencing it. Because I think deep in your heart, when you're in a good relationship, you know how you should act. And I think even when you're in a bad relationship, deep in your heart, you know that's not meant to be. So you're going to others for some validation that like, okay, whatever we're doing is fine and I need someone to tell me it'll all be okay. But it's really tough, I think, in the world we really live in because aside from just the convenience of getting into a relationship and even the ease of meeting people, right? You can just download an app, swipe, find someone, go on a date, And there you go. Like our parents had to meet a friend of a friend or had to go out and do something, which granted we cannot do right now. You can't go meet a cute guy at a bar anymore or a cute girl, whatever you're into. But (laughs) you don't have to do that even if we could. 
which is very different from the way our parents grew up, which was always a friend of a friend or meeting them on the street. Like, I don't even know, like, how did people meet before, right? And that's good and bad. I guess you get get more options now, like people you would never run into and have no like connection with you now get to meet. Um, but I think it also brings that convenience of a lot of people just want to be in relationships to be in a relationship. Whenever I hear someone saying, I want a boyfriend, I'm like, that's not, in my opinion, that's not how it should be, right? You should want to date that person. You shouldn't be just like wanting a relationship. I just personally don't understand it. And um, it's just like, it's okay to want to fall in love, I think. And I think it's okay to like look for love. But end of the day, you should not want a boyfriend or a girlfriend so badly that you just take whatever is available or whatever you remotely like. I think it should be something where you just meet that person and it's like, I want to date you and no one else. Like you're the person I want to date. And to me, those are two very different things. And maybe that's the way I think. I don't know if anyone's heard Selena Gomez's song called Boyfriend. And in one of the interviews, she talks about how in the song, she talks about wanting a boyfriend, but she doesn't need one. She's like, I want that feeling and I want a great relationship, but I don't need one. So I'm not just going to take whatever is handed to me. And I think when a lot of people say I want a boyfriend, they're going to the, I need a boyfriend. I don't care what it is. I just need a relationship. I don't care who it's with, or I'm okay with settling for who it's with. And me and one of my friends always talk about this is just settling how many of our friends we see settling because it's convenient or just settling because they think they can't get like the full package and they can't get everything. And granted, you got to live with some stuff and lose others. But I think a lot of people let go of things that don't necessarily are worth letting go and are really important to them. And it goes back, I think, also to the misconception that it's not okay to be single. I think nowadays people are like, oh, you are single and looking. And I'm seeing more of people trying to work on themselves. But I think it almost associates being single with, I have something wrong with me that I need to work on. So I need to be single. Once I'm very happy and in a good place, then I need I need someone else or I want someone else. And it shouldn't be like that. When you get to that happy place, you don't necessarily need to have someone. Um, you don't have to be healing to be single. You don't have to be going through personal growth to be single. You can be single because you want to be single. And I'll actually insert a clip that I thought was really funny, but also just brought awareness to it is it's this clip of Khloe Kardashian talking to Kris Jenner. And Kris is basically asking her, 
if she's dating and I'll insert the clip of the conversation and then they have the confessional at the end where Chloe basically says like, why can't I just be single? So I'll insert it right here and then we'll talk about it. Um, are you dating anybody? No, not even thinking about it. No. You been on a date? Nope. Stop. Well, not since Tristan and I broke up. Yeah. Yeah. I have friends like I want to hook you up with someone. I just don't care. I'm focused on myself and true. And like, that's just what I do. Yeah. I just find it so strange that people find it such a negative when somebody wants to be single trust me if i wanted to date i would date i want to invest my energy in my daughter in my self-healing and i think that should be really empowering and it should be more rewarded rather than frowned upon and like oh my gosh is she okay i'm actually fantastic and i think everyone needs to jump on this bandwagon So as you guys saw, I just thought it was really interesting and it got me thinking like, why is it frowned upon to be single? Like, why is that a bad thing? I just don't understand. Like it can be a perfectly healthy thing. It can be perfectly fine. Like what if you're spending really good time with your friends? And I feel that even from people's parents, like I've had my parents ask, so like, are you seeing anyone? Like how is, I mean, I recently moved to Boston And they're like, how's Boston? Like, have you met anyone? Are you seeing any guys? Especially, I think, when you start hitting the 25 age. For our parents, like my mom and my dad got married when my mom was 25. My aunt got married when she was 25. I've seen a couple of friends get married here and there. My parents are just like, well, like, what have you been up to? Like, have you not met anyone? I was like, No, I've been really busy, actually, not with work. I was out with this friend and out with that friend and really cultivating my friendships. And it's just, it's frowned upon. It's looked at weird. And I think still as evolved as we are, people still judge if someone's 30, 35 and not married And I honestly feel bad for men more than women because I feel like a 35-year-old man is just seen as this bachelor that doesn't want to be in a relationship and is just a player all around. And that's just not true for all men that are 35 and single because I have a lot of guy friends and some of them, yeah, they really want a girlfriend, but they also really want to travel or they want to do this and they just haven't found a person that is okay with that or willing to do that and what works for one person doesn't work for all like I have friends that they have two rooms in their apartment most of the time they actually sleep in separate rooms and that works for them and it reminds me a little bit of sex in the city where they had both their apartments And when they try to conform to, and that was a very toxic relationship. I am not supportive of that. But like when they tried to conform to the norms of society, they kind of realized, oh, actually this doesn't work for us. And I think you do what works for you. I think it is a little concerning if the person doesn't want to live with you full time, but then it's probably just not your person and you got to keep looking and you keep waiting and you do whatever you do in the interim. But I think it's just 
really weird that it's so frowned upon. I mean, when you listen to Khloe Kardashian's skip, like she has a daughter, like she has plenty of things to keep her busy. She has a business that she's actually passionate about. She has so many friends. She has such a big family. She has so much to do. And if right now she's content and she doesn't want to date, then she doesn't want to date, you know, and it should be okay. And no one should look at it weird, but It's not true. And I think on the other side of things, as I said, people that are in relationships with convenience kind of pivoting out of this is a lot of people get into these conquests, which I think is very common on both sides for guys and girls. I've seen that happen. I've been the conquest and I've been probably on the other side of the conquest which is someone you really fall for and you look up to. And I think you see that a lot nowadays where someone will put everything they have into this one person and try so hard to get them because they're so unattainable. And then finally, when they attain them, they're like, huh, this isn't that interesting. (laughs) And I think those aren't I mean, they're clearly not love, but I don't think they're, that's adoration or what it is. I think what I would call it is a conquest. And I actually went into some detail kind of researching about conquests and what it means. And end of the day, like everyone says, like, you got to like conquer the love And that's actually such a terrible saying because if you look up the definition of conquest, which I did in multiple different sources, it is the invasion and assumption of control of a place or person, a territory that has been gained by the use of subjugation, I don't know how to pronounce that word, and military force. So the words associated with conquest in the definition are invasion, assumption of control, territory, and military force. Why that is being used with love and relationships, I don't know. (laughs) It just shouldn't. Um, And that's the thing, is some people want to attain and invade and control that one person that seems unattainable And then once you do, it's like no longer fun because that person's not that person anymore. It just became someone that's now somewhat dependent on you or someone somewhat associated with you. And it's just very sad, but it happens all the time. And I think we're all guilty of it is someone that's either way out of our league. And that's normally what it is. Someone that might not even be way out of our league but we think their way out of our league and we work so hard. And then it's so cool when you finally like hook up with that guy or you get that date, and, um, or you finally like sometimes get to meet them nowadays that people are on the internet and you're like, this is so cool. And then you give it a year all for like a month. And then you're like, well, this person isn't all that I made them out to be because you're putting this conquest on a pedestal that most likely they just can't live up to. And it's really tough on, I think, the other side on the person that's being conquered because 
most likely the reason you had to work so hard is because they either have walls up or they have they have things that were kind of not bringing them to you and you've broken those down only to leave them and I think that happens a lot and there's such a huge difference between love and a conquest and I can't even tell you guys how many times I have felt like a conquest and that goes from a full relationship to just you know your standard hook up that you have here and there in college like I just think that for so many guys I have been their conquest because I've always been very independent I'm seen most of the times as intimidating and scary um and aggressive which were great adjectives because I'm actually really nice. My friends always say this. They're like, I don't understand why people think you're intimidating because you're actually the sweetest person in the world. Um, But I guess I come off that way and maybe something I need to think about working on. But um, so I think for a lot of guys, it's like I look so hard to get and I'm really not like I... I'm just the most hopeless romantic, even though I don't come off that way. The one time a guy got me flowers, I cried for three hours because I was so touched. Um, so, but then people see you as a conquest and they kind of go the extra mile. And once they get you, they stop going the extra mile. And all of a sudden you're not as cool as they thought you were. And you're not this golden trophy that they wanted And now they're done with you and they kind of move on and they move on to the next trophy that they're going to go and conquest. Um, And as I said, that's happened to me in terms of like more casual hookups, but it's also happened to me in a more serious relationship and it sucks. It makes you feel like crap, but then most people go and do it to other people. Um, And I've just learned that to me, it's, it's really, there's such a distinct way to, to like know when you're in love versus when you just want a relationship versus when you're going for someone as a conquest. But I think for most people, it's really hard to tell. And it's probably hard to tell because you've never been in a loving relationship, which is the case for most people. Most of my friends have been in relationships. And then I ask them, I'm like, have you ever been in love? And I think you see this on social media too, like influencers talking about it or even interviews with celebrities and in your circle of friends, they'll say, no, I've never been in love. And you're like, well, you've had like three different boyfriends. What do you mean you've never been in love? (laughs) Um, So I think it's tough to know what you're getting into. And it's tough to also, especially in this current pandemic environment, be picky. It's But I think we have to be picky and no one should settle on either side. And when you know, you know, which is weird to say, but I feel like that is right. Um, But sometimes you think you know and everything's just fogged up by the world. Um... It's hard to know. 
And I think it's hard because we live in a society that it's not okay to be single most of the time or something's wrong with you. I literally talked to a friend the other day and they said that they would never date a girl at this age, at 25, that has never been in a relationship because there has to be something wrong with her. And I'm like, okay, understood. But at the same time, maybe that girl did go on dates and she did meet great people, but she ended up not dating. And you don't know, maybe she was pre-med and she was studying the entire time and now she's in med school and she genuinely the little time that she has, she'd, she'd rather spend with really good friends or she hasn't been to a bar in two years because she lives in the library and hasn't met anyone in the library. Or maybe she has. Maybe she has a really good friend that they could have dated, but she needed a friend more than she needed a boyfriend. You don't know. Um, and honestly, sometimes that person knows what she wants better than other people. Sometimes she doesn't because she hasn't tried different things. I think there's two sides to every story and there's judgment on both sides nowadays because, you know, people say it's okay to be single. Some people say it's not, um, but it's a tough environment we live in. It's tough to know when love is love. It's tough to know when something's toxic for you and not doing well. And it's also tough to let go. I mean, I've struggled myself to let go of relationships that weren't good for me. And then I've had relationships that were just tough. And it's not that they weren't good for me, but I was trying to let go of them. And then I, you know, you go back and forth. It's it's hard to know. But all that to say that I think it's important to try to mend the things that you really think are worth it. And it's important to really find out what you want and it's okay to be single it's okay to be in a relationship that's easy it's okay to be in a relationship that's hard what's not okay is to just be in relationships or situation that you're not happy with and that's what I always say is you need to look at your life and change the things that you can change or learn to be happy with the things that you can't change. So that's my little tidbit on relationships. I am no relationship expert in any way, but I just wanted to share with you guys a couple of things I've heard and kind of how I feel about it. I would love to hear from you guys what you guys think about it. If you've ever been in love, if you've ever been part of a conquest, if you've ever been in a relationship because it's convenient and just hear from you guys as well. It's it's a weird world we live in, and I think it's come to a lot of people's minds now with the holiday season and being stuck at home. So just remember that you are not alone, and we've all gone through it. And I want to say for everyone, whether you're a guy or a girl, just remember that the other side has probably been through the same thing that you're going through. So that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed my rambling on things that I have no business talking about. And I will talk to you guys next time.